Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> good morning and good Valentine's oh, Day to you. What a day. A day of love. So you know, cute. You know what I miss? What? Like kind of being like a child and you get like you get ready and you like decorate your little boxes and everybody gets a Valentine in your class. Like, oh. See, I can't relate to that, but I I literally was like, we need to try to start off our episodes more like low energy and just calming. And we can't. Like, I literally was like, we need to just really start off our episodes so chill, so calm to just like warm people up to it. No, I can't help we it. We literally cannot help it. Uh, but no, I cannot relate to that. I do. My mom was very sweet though. She would put like these little, she'd put the little heart like boxes with yeah. the chocolates Aww. on each of our like play settings, which was basically our school desk yeah. um, at our table setting. And I remember getting up every morning and being excited to see those. Oh, so that's sweet. Kind of that yeah, way. That's cute. But you guys, welcome back to the pod. I'm Sadie. I'm Mark. And this is the show where we are screaming yeah. tea in your ears <laughs> and reading books. <laughs> I really did. I was like, man, we have to try to start these episodes just more, just more chill so that when people are like, whatever state of mind that they're in, they can start episodes. They know what they're signing they up really for. <laughs> they do. At this point, they know. At this point, they do. It's two very loud girls <laughs> talking about books. Right off the bat. Right off the bat. Do you have um, any Valentine's Day plans? Yes. So it's actually my husband's birthday. So it's Asa's birthday. I know. Birthday celebration. So Joel took off work and I have a whole day of surprises Aww. kind of planned. I truly slayed his birthday gift Amen. this year. Like right after we got married, I kind of peaked. I like did a really, really great gift too early. Like oh. ladies. Because each year you're yeah, yeah. Ladies, if you're listening, just start really small. Keep that idea just hidden away because then they really start to expect like such an amazing thing every year. But I truly, and I'm not going to talk about it because We'll talk about it next week. We'll talk about it next week what I did. But honestly, it's going to be the best day I and the best gift. Like, I think his mind is going to be actually blown. But what about you? Do you have any plans? Your daughter's birthday. My daughter's birthday. birthday. Yeah, she's turning one. Why was it? I was going to be like, a year ago. I, <laughs> I was like, it feels like a year ago that I was just holding her. She's I a know, tiny. Yeah, it was literally a year literally ago. Literally a year ago. Yeah, she's turning one. Um, I also have like my youth group nights on Wednesdays. Okay. So I'm, we're doing that. Hunter and I might do a like, keep our babysit there for a little longer than go do something. But also you like. Should. Yeah, Just we should. Ran long. Yeah. But the kids' birthday is like we're having a birthday party for them on the weekend. Yes, so excited. Bluey themes for all, everybody who knows about Bluey. So that'll that'll be fun. That's yeah. so cute. No, honestly, I this is the first year that we actually split up our Valentine's Day birthday celebration. I don't know why we have never done this before. I don't know if it's because we all we never had a kid, so we didn't like need to get a sitter or whatnot, but we always would just like combine the two. Yeah. And so this year we're celebrating Valentine's Day on Saturday. Mm. Um, so we can we can chat about that next week too what there we did but go. Joel's planning that whole day so he's like surprises so all that day so he's like I don't know what it is and then I'll plan his birthday but yeah that'll be so fun I can't believe your daughter's gonna be one we're gonna celebrate all the birthdays it's so fun such a sweetheart yes she is so sweet <laughs> she, I love her curls so curly so curly and her hair grew really fast I was just looking at a video from like two months ago she didn't have any curls wow don't know where they came from I'm just waiting for that life for Tess honestly <laughs> She's like, she used to have that little monk, like, yeah, the, the, <laughs> that little ring of hair on the back. And now with that she's like sitting up and like on her tummy and crawling mm -hmm. stuff, she's all the back hair is fine. The top head <laughs> is gone now because she's like 
nose diving every time into the carpet. Like she's like rubbing her head up the carpet. She's trying to crawl. I'm like, okay, that's that's a technique there. But yeah, I'm like excited for her to have hair. Speaking of hair, yes. you cut your hair. I got I did the chop. Now hear me out. I did this myself. If you guys listened last week, Mar was considering it and it blew my mind. I was like, what the crap? We were just talking about the hair growth journey. I know. Love you it know, though. It looks great. Thank you. You know what? I think it's too short. Oh, I just forgot because I have extremely curly hair and I forgot about shrinkage is a real thing where it's like, I only cut off this much. And I want to tell you my hair previously when I would curl it like this would be down to like here. Yeah. And I cut this And just sprung it up. It just sprung that sucker right up. I mean, it's still long if I straightened it. You could see how long really. Yeah, but I just didn't. It just means it's healthy though. If it curls, like the balance. Like I've been trying to figure out how to rock my curls because honestly, I have extremely curly hair as well. That blows my mind every time you tell me. I know. And so I'm like trying to figure it out. But when my hair. Two girls with curls. (laughs) Two curly girls. But it's like when my hair is like really curly as well, Mm -hmm. it goes so high up. I'm like, wow. My hair is. Quite a bit longer than it looks, but yeah. I love it. Thank you. Looks great. I appreciate that. Um, what it well, I'll I'll go with my catch okay. up first. Um, yes, do it. What? Did you watch the Grammys? No. Screw you. Uh, you know what? I know. <laughs> Listen to me. Oh no, hold on, hold on. <laughs> do you hate the I world you have- live in? <laughs> She said, hate pop culture, hate everything. I'm not living for the no, world, No, I guess that's baby. the point. That's the point about this right here. I'll keep you up to date. Yeah, no, now. I love this. Honestly, I did see, I saw that Miley Cyrus got her first Grammy. Yes. Also, can we talk about that woman is so shredded? Shredded. I literally was like, oh my gosh. She is so freaking like strong and toned. Yeah. And instantly I was literally like... <laughs> no, stop. I saw her outfit. It was beautiful. It was stunning. Her hair, she did a whole like share yes. moment. Like, I know. I saw her and I was like, okay. Yes. Miley. She said so many funny things too while she was singing. She would be singing her song and she like sang the bridge. She's like, I gave up as a flowers. And then she's like, don't act like you don't know this song. I know. Wait. And made them all get up. I did see that. I watched the whole okay, entire clip. Yeah. Wait, you watched it because you're back on social media. Okay, hear me out. That went for one month. No. Do you know what? I'm only on, it is very hard to not be on social media when my job is on social media. Fair enough. And you and do that social media on, for the pod. It's on there. But I don't have any apps on my phone. So okay. it's like I check it like once a day on Instagram. Okay, like fine. if I feel like posting something, yes. I'll post it and then I'm not on it for the rest okay. of the day. Okay. So it's like, it's still a lot better than I used to be like <laughs> hours. But yeah, I know. I saw your little message. I ignored it. <laughs> she got somebody said me. I was like, oh, God. I was like, she got me. She called me out. I, I Mar, Mar popped up on my stories and I literally was like, oh, somebody's back. <laughs> I can't help myself. No, she honestly, it. it's can't. completely fine. I literally don't care. I just thought it was so funny. It was, it was funny. Like, a dumb phone, huh? I, I, I was like, that phone's like a pretty my smart. Is still- <laughs> <laughs> it's a work in progress. I was like, that phone is, is genius. It's posting on phone was, over I, here. Hold on. I was just sharing my goals. I didn't say I reached them yet. You I know what lo- I mean? No, I love that for you. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I thought it was so cool. So it was a 66 Grammy. Um, the most awards went to Phoebe Bridgers, which I don't listen to a ton of her music. I've listened to some. She's I don't know who that is. Qu- oh, you have to go after this. You okay. will absolutely have to listen to her music. Incredible. Um, and then SZA, she came into the night with the most nominations. She won the best R&B song award for Snooze, which 
honestly, for some reason, every single time I come to record, that is the first song I put on when I get in the car. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> I literally love it. Um, but she won that award, but she basically lost all the other uh, nominations to Best Album, which went to Taylor Swift's Midnight. Yes. Um, best Record went to Miley Cyrus's Flowers. Mm-hmm. And then the song went to Billie Eilish, what Obviously. I made for. Obviously. I love that woman to the day I die. I love, I'm a huge fan. Yes. You are a huge fan. There's only two people I'm a huge fans. It's Harry Styles and Billie Eilish. To the grave. To the grave. To the great. I love them. I love them. Well, I feel like when people look back at this time of pop culture in our like day and age, those are some of the people they're going to look back on, you know? Um, But yeah, anyway, I just thought the Grammys, it's so interesting. I love all these award shows. There's nothing super dramatic, I think, that happened except for Jay-Z cast like a bunch of shade in one of his speeches. about always has Yes. And he was basically, he was really like going at the Academy for not offer like giving the awards to Beyonce because he literally was like this woman I mean honestly good for him yes As we the love husband. a supportive husband yes however I do think it was really interesting because she's been nominated so many times but has not won like even for Lemonade like that album I knew she didn't get one for she doesn't have one Grammy no, I don't know honestly her Grammy record but I do know she does not have as many as like she's obviously been nominated yeah. all the time but they always give them away and that was a criticism of all the nominations given to SZA was that why did they give them to Miley Cyrus, Taylor Swift? They were like, don't the people vote? No, I think it's an academy. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. In the academy, there's like a there's people that will vote on it, and they there's a lot of criticism of like SZA should have gotten more, but she was like overwhelmed with her best song award for Snooze, which was well deserved. But yeah, those are some of my not too much this week for me to catch you up on, but. I got a question before I get to my catch up. Do you think Beyonce really cares that much? Like, do you think, or do you think she's like, do you think she's as humble she tries to put out there where she's just like, she's always just like, no, like, have your moment, have your moment. But then Jay Z gets up there. It's like, that anger must be coming from somewhere. I don't think it's just a personal thing. I think it's coming from personal conversations. He can see like how she's feeling. And so he's getting angry for her. Oh, I mean, I don't know how anyone couldn't, like, not be so affected by that where it's like you put all this time, effort, sure. energy into your work and it's nominated but not chosen and I'm sure that has yeah. affected her somewhat. But if you have seen on Netflix her Coachella performance. I have seen it. It is. She went all out. I, she lost like 40 pounds after just having a baby like in Twins. We, twins. Twi- oh yeah, the twins. It, my jaw was truly dropped I think the whole time my sister and I we literally texted each other when it came out she grabbed a bottle of rosé she came over to my apartment this was like back in Arizona and we just literally got all ready on the couch press play and we were floored the whole time and so I don't know how a woman who has that kind of confidence could let anything affect her to be honest but I'm sure she's she is human just like the rest of us so She's affected just like the rest of us. But honestly, I think she recognizes the work she has put out there. Yeah. But it, I'm still— She's queen B. She, the world has made her queen. Like, I don't she know. She has a beehive, but I'm in it. She has a beehive. I have a number one bee. <laughs> Busy bee over okay. here. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> Joel's going to be like, Sadie, what the crap? <laughs> no, I love it. You with the dad um, jokes today. <laughs> okay. Wow, sorry, Joel. Catch me up. Anyway, so yeah, let me catch you up here all of my. So we already said when I got a haircut, that was one of them. Love it. Um, the other one, I'm making bread. This is a moment because this is something that was on your. Yes. I don't know if we talked about it on the pod, but you talked about wanting to make bread. Yes, and I made 
three loaves so far. Yeah, I'm, so I made one yesterday. So you're basically a bakery. Basically, you know what? I was like, I could sell this. I could sell this. You're the absolute epitome <laughs> of any single thing that you do. You're like, can I sell this? Can well, I make? Can I turn this into listen, business? I'm trying to make money. I don't care. <laughs> and if I got a talent, can I sell it? You know what I mean? So for Beyonce, I'm getting too much money. Yeah, come on, I'm not getting enough. You know what I mean? <laughs> But yes, I made I made bread. A friend of mine came over. Also, my, one of my other updates is I bought a teapot and little teacups. I showed you earlier. You guys, we, I mean, honestly, we spill the tea every week. It's about time. Yes, you I, got a teapot. Now you can spill that tea, girl. I've always wanted one, but they were always too expensive or just like ugly in my yeah. opinion. And yes. so I was at the thrift store and I found this set and I was like, gorgeous. That's the gorgeous. best way to do it. I know. And I've been having so much fun. I feel like I'm in England. Like I literally sit there every morning. I like put my little hot tea in there and I'm using like this. Uh, I'm using the tea that you got me okay. when we first moved in. Like yes. the herbal. It's so good. good. I'm so glad. It's so good. I mean, honestly, in the winter here, I'm just on a tea kick all the yeah. time. Like, I feel like you have to be. I love tea. I'm not a coffee girl. I'm a tea girl. And so I was just like, yeah, I don't want a teacup. Anyways, yeah. I had a friend that came over yesterday and we made both made bread for the first time together. Love it. It was it actually was a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. But we started off with like an easier recipe. Good. But we ate it. It's so good. <gasps> Love that for it's you. So She's good. in her chefing baking era. In my chefing baking era. Yes. It's exciting. I mean, it feels so, I don't know. You feel like you're back to your roots. You're like on the prairie. You're like, I, I could live off the land. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get there. I'm done. I'm, yeah, literally, we mix flour and yeast. And we're like, we are, we could literally make it on our own. Amen. In the forest, in the woods. But that's the crazy thing. It's like so easy that I'm like, how did we fall into this trap? of just like we need to buy everything and like we got away from just like you can make literally any, like it's just not as hard it builds so much confidence or self-confidence yeah. too when you realize oh I can make that myself yeah. and then you do yeah and you're crushing it you I make know. three loves I know thank you also <laughs> uh, I'm just so proud of myself like I genuinely like I opened my so why, oven why are you why are you accepting a Grammy right now I know you look like thank, thank you, you. So get the loaf I give you I get the loaf I give I was just so we opened the oven and Hunter was there when I was like, Hunter, come on, I'm about to open the oven. Open it. I literally screamed. I was like, no way she did that. I was like jumping around the house. I was like, I did that. I literally did. I made a loaf of bread. I am so proud and of you. And it did take her home. And I'm very happy for you. Thank this you. This is a new joy that you've discovered. I know. I'm just, I'm loving cooking lately, which is really cool because I was just not who I was and I'm challenging myself. Yeah. And another really cool thing is that people don't know. I'm Puerto Rican. Okay, I'm a Puerto Rican babe. I am. But I just didn't grow up in the area where I could learn my culture. And yes. so recently this past week, we had a guest speaker at our church. And um, I went out to uh, lunch with his wife and him. And they're Puerto Rican. And they speak Spanish and everything. And they're going to, I'm going to start going over to the house with Hunter and the babies. They're going to teach me how to make Puerto Rican food. Because it's like my dream that our house would be a Puerto Rican household. I love that. And they're going to teach me Spanish. And so like my goal is by the end of this year that our home would be mostly Spanish speaking home. Like we speak Spanish in the home. That is like a, just a beautiful dream I have. And oh, I always thought so it's like, well, if I didn't grow up with it, I can't have it. And he was like, yes, you can. He's like, you are a Puerto Rican. It is in your blood. You can learn it. It doesn't make you any less. And so I'm going to do it. Yeah. I'm so excited for you. I'm going to walk around speaking Spanish. I'm just so excited. Bar opens up our episodes. Hola. I'm going to oh. Me amo. <laughs> yeah, me, yeah. Me amo. Me amo. Me amo. Me amo. Me amore. Me amore. <laughs> 
means he's Spanish by, by marriage. Well, here's the thing. It is so strange that Tess is a quarter Mexican and I'm not at all. And Joel is like half Mexican. I'm like, wow, okay. I'm not out of the club, but it's fine. You, no, you are in the club. You married into the no, club. No, I do, I do resonate with what you're talking about, though, of like the cooking and the aspects of culture that you want to carry on. Yes. I'm like realizing, oh my gosh, if I don't learn those things from his family, like that is a huge part of his life. And so that is something that I absolutely want my yeah. daughter to experience and be a part of and have those traditions. But that's on me to learn it. I know. I was like, menudo? Okay. I don't know how to make that stuff. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh my like, gosh, we should do an all Spanish episode. Could you imagine one day? What? Thank you. I literally was just like panicking in my head. I'm like, <laughs> it's just silent. No, one day. One day. Guys, one day. that sounds great. Aw, any more updates, my girl? Just one more. I'm so sorry. I no, I love it. <laughs> Okay, so basically, well, it's just very small, but basically um, in our house, we have like this dining room area or whatever. And then in our kitchen, there's like this large area that we just don't really, it's like kind of awkward, I guess. And so I've decided to move my kitchen table into my kitchen. And then what we're going to do is we're going to have a piano room (gasps) in the little dining area. We're going to get a piano and like get a cute little rug and have seats in there. And like, that's our music room. I love that. Are you going to put little Maokai's drums in there too? No. Oh, his are in his room. This is mommy and daddy's music room. Malachi's music room is in his room. Okay. Yeah. You're like, uh, those drums are not coming out of there. (laughs) Shut the door. Maybe, but yeah. That's so fun. I I love that. You're going to have to tell us when you get your piano. When you put it in Um, there, the tunes. One of these days. You're going to tickle in the old ivories. I know. Oh, oh that's, that's so exciting. I love that. I feel like that's a lot of um like domesticity in your yeah, life right I now. Know, like you're it. you're just pouring all your energy in your house and yeah, I love I'm, it. I'm, that's I'm, so fun. I'm, also a tip for anybody out there if you want your house to smell good but you're starting baking or cooking and you're like getting into it like Mar is, you can just put garlic, oil and some onion in a pot and let it simmer and it smells like you are literally Chef Boyardee, like it smells incredible. Gourmet girl. Come on. Um, it smells incredible. And you can just be like literally making tuna, but literally it smells great. And so your husband can walk in, your <laughs> so family walk in. It's tuna, it's babe. But hope like it's never smelled so good. <laughs> All right, you guys, we're going to get into the core of this episode. Oh, man. We both got so hyper last week. <laughs> on the EBTV that we decided to change our lineup for the month of February. And we are going to read Allie Hazelwood's series. Come on. You guys, it's a three-parter. We've never done this before, never. but we are really going to read the three back-to-back books. And we're starting with The Love Hypothesis. So if you guys didn't listen to last week's episode, we give you an overview, obviously, of like what the book is about. All about Allie Hazelwood, the fact that that's not actually her real name. Yeah. If you want to get a little bit... um up to speed before you listen to this episode, just pause really quick, go listen to that one, um, and then come back and listen to this one. But so the first thing is just that this book, it, I didn't hate it. Yes! We want her over! Yeah, I was genuinely so surprised that I was loving it and wanted to keep reading. I love that. I was really hooked. I kind of, I kind of couldn't believe it. I was like, I, every single time I go into romance, I'm just like really trying to have no expectations. So just like go into it, be excited, take it for what it is. But I loved it so much. Okay, so we introduced you to some of the main characters last episode, but we've got Olive. That's our girl. That's who we're rooting for. She's kind of, she's just so relatable. She's very 
in her head sometimes. She second guesses herself. She's not relatable in the fact that she is a third year PhD candidate. At least for uh, me. Yeah. I was like, mm, can't relate to you there, honey. <laughs> um, but basically the book starts with Olive is at, she's it's right before her interview for her PhD candidacy at Stanford. And basically she's like about to go into her interview and she's got these expired contacts and she's like rubbing her eyes itching. They go so bad. So she like stumbles into a bathroom and she has this encounter with this guy. And basically she, it's so, this is the one part that I was like, wow, this is really unrealistic for how long her contacts are bugging her. I know. And, but the book starts off with like, she basically is like dumping her fears on this random guy in a bathroom and she can't see who he is, but she just dumps all of her fears about what if I'm not good enough and what if I'm not going to make it in this field and all this stuff. And he just encourages her, tells her, he basically says like, it's not about whether you are good enough to be in academia. It's whether your reason for being in academia is good enough. Mm. And it kind of like flipped her on her head because she is going, she wants to study and find a cure for pancreatic cancer. Pancreatic cancer and we'll explain. We'll tell you more about that later. But she wants to find a cure for it. And so that's how the book starts. And honestly, that scene, it just, it sets up it. You kind of get the idea. It's a romance. So of course you're like, so this random guy in a bathroom yeah. is going to come back around. Yeah. Like he's going to be important later on. So basically he convinces her that grad school is the right path. And then two weeks later, she accepts an offer to study at Stanford. Um, and so then it basically flashes forward three years later. And we will not try to confuse you with these flash forwards. It's <laughs> only, it happens one time. Just one time. Praise God. Honestly, because <laughs> some of those flashbacks, flash forwards were we like. We were reading so many books that were doing a back and forth. It yes, was crazy. It was so confusing, especially like to try to explain. And like when you read it, it seems easier. Yeah. When you're trying to explain, you're like, this is back then. This is <laughs> But so three years later, all of us trying to basically convince her best friend that she's over her ex. And yeah. so. The way that this dating relationship even starts is like she has a best friend named On. And the reason that actually this whole plot to me was believable is that On is like her only friend. Yeah. Like basically Olive had felt alone in the world forever. Like she'd been by herself for a very long time ever since high school. And so then on the first day of grad school, um, she was at this biology cohort orientation. On was the only other girl in there. And she sat by her and just talked with her. And then they became best friends and she would bring all of home to Michigan for the holidays. And they'd been best friends for two years. And all it had never seen her interest in any guy until Jeremy. And Jeremy is all of sex. Yeah. And so basically it starts with Olive had been seeing Jeremy. Honestly, this is like the most crushing. They went on like two dates. They went on a couple dates. But what killed me was like when they talked about how they went to this party and Olive was watching On and Jeremy yeah. hit it off like crazy. Yeah. And she was still with Jeremy. I, I don't know how I would feel if I was at a party with this man that I might be liking. Like, it's like, you know, whatever. And you're just like sitting there like, yeah, Sunday, how have you been? And he's just like looking at your best friend across the room. Like, I don't know how she didn't feel like offended by that. Oh, I would be crushed. I think it'd be more just like your worst fear that you're not enough or that someone would not uh, like you. It just sinks, 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 sinks because yeah. she, he's looking at your best friend. Yeah. But, and so basically she, Olive had never seen on interested in anybody, but she sees like literal sparks flying between yeah. the two of them. And she's like, well, 
clearly they are interested in each other. He is not interested in me. So she kind of tries to let it fizzle out. But on is like, oh, I'm never going to date Jeremy. Like, that's so weird. Girl code. code. Yeah, he just saw you. Like, that is so weird. No, 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 no. And all of what kept trying to convince her, no, go see him clearly. What a good friend, too, to know that, like, just because it didn't work out for me doesn't mean it can't work out for you. Like, so selfless. So selfless. Selfless. Oh, I loved that. Because your ego could be so bruised. You could be yeah. like, um, no. Just because you don't even want, like the fact that someone likes someone else, that is so human. That's yeah. so relatable. You obviously can get rejected. That's so normal. But for them to reject you for your best friend. That's a whole nother level. And he would be in her circle, like in her life. Yeah. Terrible. But I think it's different since she only went on like two dates. So I don't think it, maybe that's why I didn't bother her as yeah. much. And so, but she also truly is like you're saying, she's such a good friend because she was like, no, I genuinely want on to be happy. And so she basically tried to convince on that she is over Jeremy. And so Olive says, She's working in a lab one night and she had told on she was going on a date. She's like, no, I'm actually going on a date with someone else. Don't you worry. Jeremy's all yours. Like, I'm actually interested in someone else. And so she's in the lab. She's not on a date. She's in the lab and she sees on walk by. And so she's freaked out because she told her she was on a date. So Olive just turns around, kisses the first man she sees. But wait, you know what blows my mind? What? If she goes, can I kiss you? And then kisses him. So it's like, I imagine that I read that as like, can I kiss you? Like literally yeah, like yeah. into his face. Like, yeah. but you're so right where you're like, what? She had a second to know that it was, you know what I mean? But I, it blew my mind. It was a little crazy. Like I was trying to imagine someone literally doing that to me. Like, cause I feel like in a lot of rom-coms, there's always this like one who kissed who, yeah. which is actually a legitimate thing. It's like, if you did not lean in to kiss Real him, you didn't want to kiss Rachel him. Rachel kiss Ross or did uh, Ross kiss her? <laughs> They were they had the hots for each other for years. <laughs> it was a mutual kiss. <laughs> but basically, uh, Olive kisses this, the first guy she sh- sees, who turns out to be Adam. And who is Adam? So Adam is this professor. I forget what he's working on. But he is a biology professor who's like yes. a wonderkin. Like he is like one of the most brilliant guys in science at the moment. Yeah, and he's it's like a top name out there. So it's so huge that he's like working at. This, uh, why do I want to say hospital? This call, this university. Um, and so basically, like, he's a professor and she's a student. And she didn't even recognize, I feel like she didn't even recognize that that's who she kissed until like a few minutes into she the didn't. conversation. Like, I'll, she just, she kissed basically her teacher, except for he wasn't her specific right. teacher, but he was just so well known that I think she, uh, I feel like she was utterly shocked that oh. she had made this mistake. She started like, she was like, oh my gosh, oh my god. Like she yeah. was almost like gonna poop her pants. Like yeah. she was like <laughs> literally so terrified because also Adam had this reputation for being like the meanest, yes. most terrifying, most like he would fail every dissertation, every um grant, like request everything. He would fail them because he was just such a hard nose. And so she basically like tries to explain what going on, what was going on. She apologizes for the kiss and she's like stumbling over her words and just kind of is like, thanks, sorry. Okay. And runs away. Hopes to never see him again. Like she just like, uh, she goes, and there's a bit like, because Stanford obviously is such a massive school that she's like, there's a chance I won't run into him again. Like you wait, 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 sorry. Yeah. I I just can't let this. I'm sorry. There, when she kisses him, he goes, did you just kiss me? (laughs) And she goes, no. <laughs> and he goes, it's like he believed it for a second, like he dreamed of it for a second. Starts to walk away and turns around back around. He's like, no, but I think you. 
for me. He was like almost willing to accept it. Yeah. He was like, okay, fine. Yeah. And he's like, hold up. And then she was like refusing to tell him why that she was doing this because she wanted on to see her on the stage so that way on would feel comfortable enough to yes. date Olive's ex boyfriend. Yes. But she like wouldn't tell him that at first because it was so childish. And he goes, she goes like, no, like I didn't, like I no, no big deal. You don't need to know my business. That's a funny thing too. She goes, you know, it's just really none of your business. Yeah, I like, love and that. I was just like you kissed. Hell, you uh, made it his business. I was like, you tell him. It is none of his business. <laughs> you take that kiss and leave. <laughs> you take it and leave. And he goes, okay, well, then I guess I'll just go report you for sexual harassment. And she goes, ah. She goes, they're mine. She goes, okay, so anyways, I'm a child. And like, oh, I just blew my mind. She, that was really funny. She did. She was, But that's what I mean. She is so relatable in those moments where you're just like, did that just happen? She's like, no. no. <laughs> Absolutely not. No, it did not. So, yeah, she kisses him, runs away for her life. And a few days later, basically on corners, Olive in the lab. And before Olive can make an explanation, she's like, "You, I thought you were supposed to be on a date. I saw you kiss Carlson. Are you literally dating Dr. Carlson? Like, is that happening? And Olive's like trying to come up with what to say. Adam shows up, Dr. Carlson, basically like puts his hand on her lower back. And is like, is everything okay, Olive? And she's like, oh, okay, like, so we're going with this story. Okay. So they like convince on that the relationship is legit. And so then on wants to basically, or all wants to keep up this whole charade until Jeremy and on are together because yeah. she's kind of like, I just want to make sure that she knows I'm over it. Like, and this is the point of a, it's like a rom, it's a romance. So yeah. like, just let it go. Like just let the story go on. But it yeah. is believable as far. I felt like the way the writing presented the relationship, it actually did feel quite believable because I would totally do that with a friend of like, yeah. I would do anything. If I've never seen my girlfriend interested in a guy and I'd gone on a couple dates with a guy and she really, really, really liked him, but she was not doing it for me, I would totally do something like this. So I actually do feel like the reason for this is relatable. The links that they go to is a little See, extreme. I really? Know, I would say I, I would not kiss a random straight because I guess for me, even when oh, I, I don't watch, kiss. I mean, I would, I would like go to lengths to let my friend like to no, help my friend get over. Yes, yeah, yeah for maybe sure. kissing a random no. Yeah, because like the, the the movies make you think it's so romantic, but for me, I'm like you have no idea where that mouth has been. Or what they do. And it's just like, and it's so crazy because if the person's cute, like they're okay with it. And if they're ugly, they're not okay with it. But like, just because you're cute does not mean you're not filthy. You know That's what I true. mean? So I was just like, when she kissed him, I was like, obviously I was in my rom-com feels. I was like, this is amazing. Love that. We're kissing a professor. How damn shame. <laughs> but at the same time, I was like, did he wash his hands? I don't know. He's literally got chemicals all over all his hands. All over him. Yeah. <laughs> and he's macking out with her. Um, Yeah. So basically... Adam comes to the rescue. And the reason, though, the reason that they basically decide to keep this relationship, they're going to decide, okay, we're going to pretend we're dating for one month. And the reason that this actually works out is so Olive is like, you know what? This actually kind of benefits me because Anna and Jeremy will get off her back. They'll they'll start dating. And then kind of like she even recognized like in the past couple of days, the rumor started spreading yeah. that she was seeing Carlson. And basically she's like, my life is getting a little bit easier. She's like, other TAs stopped trying to like give her the rough, like her section. So she would yeah. have like a two, there was like a 2 p.m. section that she got and there was an 8 a.m., kind of like a class. Mm -hmm. And so she's like, they stopped trying to do that. And then her lab mate stopped cutting her line for the microscope. And then different faculty members that she'd been emailing, yeah. like for, waiting for weeks, started to get a hold of her. So she's like, this is actually kind of nice for me. Yeah. And then Carlson is fine with the fake dating because he actually 
his department he- heads are like considering him a flight risk because they think that he's trying to make plans to leave Stanford to work for another college, um, which like normally wouldn't bug him. He was saying like, oh, it's not a big deal, but they actually froze a yeah. third of his research funds. So he's basically saying they don't want to fund research and further his career or further his career if they think he's going to leave. Yeah. So he's like, honestly, if they think I'm dating someone here, that actually benefits me. So let's fake date. Like he's like, this actually kind of works for me. Okay. Olive is 26. Yep. And he, Adam, is 34. Yeah. And so it's like, honestly, I don't think it's that big of an age It's gap. not because it's less than 10. Yeah, it's less than 10. But I think it's just that I really, it's so crazy that I felt like she was acting like such a child this whole entire book that I don't know how it wouldn't bug him because he's like a professor, well-known, like really established, probably acted older than what he was. But then when he was like, yes, let's do this, I was like, Okay, well, that's just proof that men, no offense, men, that just because you're 36 means you're really thinking around 30 years old. So really, there's only about a six-year difference between the two of them. You know, I don't Yes, know. well, and I also do think, so my brother, he went to Stanford, and I texted him about this book, and I was, like, asking him for a few inside scoop things of, like, would this really happen? Is this realistic? He actually pointed me to a story slash scandal no way. with a professor that I, we're going to get to at the end of yeah. the book. <laughs> oh, wait, okay, wait, wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, well, I, I mean, we can talk about it. basically it was just this scandal of like this guy named David Sabatini. Okay. So he was a high flying biologist, which is also what Adam Carlson did. And he basically lost positions at three US institutions after breaching sexual misconduct policies. Literally in October of 2023, he started a new job. At in um, it's called the organic the Institute of Organic Chemistry and Biochemistry in Prague. Okay, so it's this massive, massive, powerful academy. Okay, he's literally over like sixty eight million dollars, six hundred scientists, and he literally had been fired from MIT, Howard Hughes Medical, and Whitehead Institute for Biomed Research in the U.S. Three massive Jeez. institutions for literally all these sexual misconduct. Issues. So basically, um, he pointed me to the story because he was like, actually, that book like is talking about something that's pretty relevant right now wow. in the science community because there's this whole thing about. So basically, Sabatini, the investigation found out that he um, had like a secret sexual relationship with a female scientist and would ask him, ask her to meet him at school for sex. Okay. And then at the time, he was mentoring her in a program that he was directing. And the investigation also found out that he kind of, like, had this really toxic, like, culture in his lab where he would encourage, like, sexual banter. And, like, it was just super uncomfortable. And then there was, like, he basically threatened a faculty member that refused to make a place in his lab for a visiting female scientist who he ended up later marrying. So, literally, this guy is, like, pulling all the strings. And so, basically, he like, was fired from all these places. And then at MIT, he had also violated rules, like, sexual relationship rules with a female scientist there. So then he, in October of 2023, he gets hired in in this massive, massive role. And so his, like, statements about it was he said, in my new lab, I will be extra vigilant to make sure that all lab members feel welcome and I will institute measures to uncover potential issues, even if they are not brought to my attention. And I will try my best to not cause offense of any kind. What kind of crap response is that? 
How good is he at his job? That's why people want that's, him. No, that's exactly what they're saying. So the guy at the institute who hired him was saying, like, we believe he's been punished enough. And at this point, the world of medicine would benefit from his brain being back involved. But to me, I was like, well, what does that say, though? If people, yeah. like a man could literally sexually assault yeah. and have misconduct towards three different women yeah. and still get hired yeah. at the top, top tier. Yeah. Like, what is horrible. that? And I understand that you have to have room for change. And I'm like, what does that mean? He could never work again? No, but that means he couldn't maybe work in position where in this new job, he is literally mentoring again. Yeah. He is literally in a position of influence again. And so, yeah, my brother was talking about how he was just saying like the relationship and the unprofessionality, the power imbalance was like totally skewed, yeah. like totally inappropriate. And so like, that's another thing It's interesting is that this guy, so in love hypo in the love hypothesis adam goes out of his way to ask if it's okay to have a relationship with her which is the only thing that kept me like i was like okay so he's a decent man because yeah. he doesn't want to do anything number one that will je jeopardize his work but also he doesn't want her to look bad yes. even though these rumors are already going like around yep. you know and so it's like that made me like a little more comfortable like ah, okay well they have approval yes. you know and at this point she doesn't really <laughs> the only thing she has recognized about this man is he's broad yeah. he's broad big shoulders <laughs> he's very tall his hands are big Brown he's a very big man honestly the way he oh who's the guy that played Kylo Ren in um I don't know his name in Ken? Star Wars his name Ken. No, 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 no. What's his name? And he also played in um The Marriage Story. It's, yeah, I know who you're You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That's for some reason who I pictured when I was reading this book because he is um, Adam Driver. Adam is Driver, his name. baby. Adam. He's a oh, yeah, perfect. Adam Carlson, Adam yeah. Driver. No, he's a massive man. He's just like super tall, super big. So like but, but up at this point, she hasn't, she's not really attracted to him, but she's just kind of like, oh my gosh, like it's Adam Carlson. Like he's so well known. And at this point, she just thinks he's like a big man. Um, and so all <laughs> <laughs> the story goes on. And basically, Olive is focused, like we talked about earlier, on um, early detection for pancreatic cancer. So we actually find out that her mother passed away from pancreatic cancer when she was 15. And so Olive kind of is dedicating her life to the disease so that other people don't have loved ones that are lost to it. And so the story kind of goes on because she needs a better equipped lab for the next phase of her research. And so Olive is like reaching out to all these different professors at universities and only one responds and that's Tom Benson. And so that's one of the characters that we talked about last week very briefly. Um, spoilers, he's a sleazebag. He's a sleazebag. You'll find out why. So basically Tom Benson is from Harvard and so he is visiting Stanford for a couple weeks and so Olive is like working on her project and basically trying to, he's going to show up and she wants to impress him. She wants to, like, give this meeting and impress him. And so while that's going on, she's still, she's fake dating Adam. And so they kind of come up with this thing of, like, once a week on Wednesdays. They get coffee. They get a coffee. They get a coffee. They get a coffee. Coffee, coffee. and a coffee and like <laughs> <laughs> They get a little, and she's always getting, like, floofy drinks, and he just gets a black coffee. And so yeah. she kind of, there's this funny dynamic. I do think, again, I think the writing is fun and yeah. unbelievable in this way because like she will poke at him and joke and like joke about how kind of like stuck in his ways he is and stuffy and I do feel like that is very much like in a relationship there's usually one person that's yeah. more I don't know like serious or straight laced and another one that's kind of like a wild loose cannon they're like yeah. little little and <laughs> I feel like she writes a good dynamic like I enjoyed reading that but basically so they're going to this coffee shop every Wednesday and they're like fake dating and at the second one Tom Benton joins them. Oh, this blew my mind. Yes. Because he just comes up out of nowhere 
And he's just basically, oh my gosh, Adam, long time no see. They're like catching up and she's like in her head and all this time, she's kind of scrambling because she's supposed to know these big people, but she doesn't know like who these people are in Adam's life. And then he says who she, who he is. And she's like, well, gosh, dang it. Because they had been emailing back, they had been emailing back and forth that he would uh, basically allow her to come to Boston, right, the next year for a whole year to fund her research. That's what she was hoping to get. That yeah. was what she was hoping to get out of it. But they were emailing back and forth about meaning and her yeah. presenting her work for him. Yeah. And so, like, when she met him, I, I, it was interesting because the first thing he goes is, like, are you the one that I've heard so much about? And she thought that he would recognize her as, like, the one she, he'd been emailing. Right. But he didn't. He goes, you're the girlfriend that I've heard so much about, which is so Funny, because these two are in a fake relationship, but he, this whole entire time, is, like, lying to everybody. He freely is going around being like, yeah, that's my girlfriend. And then goes on his way to talk about her. Yes. Because he could just not tell anybody. Because that's what all of us do. The only, all of us, one um, close friend, Malcolm, who we also talked about last week, he is the only one that knows that they're fake dating. Yeah. On thinks they're real dating, and but she's not going out of her way to, like, talk about it. But Adam's running his little mouth. He's like, that's my girl. Yeah. Oh. And so, yeah, basically Tom shows up and he's like, let's just listen to your, like, like your pitch now. So she's like, uh, okay. So Adam sits in as well. And honestly, Adam ends up like calming her. Like he asks really, like Tom is like, what's cool about your research? Yeah. And she's like, um, I mean, it's really cool. And so Adam's like, why would you do that? Like, like ask her these questions and yeah. gives her just better prompts. And so he ends up actually calming her. And so basically he listens to her pitch. Tom does. And then he requests, he's like, hey, I'm leaving at the end of the week. Can you actually get me your... A report and I'll basically make a decision at the end of the week. So the few days later, Tom ends up offering her a spot in his lab for the next yeah. year, which is a very big deal. So yeah. she's kind of like, oh my gosh, okay, I have, you know, plans moving along. And this whole time, it's obviously the whole book is centered around this relationship, right? So every every little bit is just kind of like little instances here and there of them like getting closer. Yeah. So and the thing is that like on obviously doesn't know they're fake dating. And so every time she sees <laughs> Adam, she's like, Olive, go kiss your boyfriend. Yeah. Olive, go sit on your boyfriend's lap. Like, and she's like, oh my God, yeah. like, please <laughs> don't make me. So she would like sit on Adam's lap in like a freaking whole discussion. That was spicy. <laughs> it okay? was spicy. That was spicy in my opinion. They like had to go to Tom's, like one of his, I don't know, shows where you, a talk. He was yeah. doing like a talk or whatever. And um, I guess on, she didn't have enough room to sit down. Well, it was right basically or? because Tom is such a well-known like professor and scientist and researcher. The whole place was packed. Yeah. Which I went to my brother's dissertation and let me tell you this, plenty of seats. I mean, I could be wrong, but... <laughs> And his was back too. Oh, his really? was back. Yeah, I but I literally was like, I was trying to imagine. It was, it's like any concert hall or venue where you, there's the aisles down the middle. Yeah. And I was like, that would have had to have been packed. Yeah. I don't know. So she was like, sit on his lap, sit on his lap. He won't care. She's like, oh my God. But she does. And she kind of liked it. She, oh, she, <laughs> she liked it. My favorite part is that every time she's like freaking out about something, like, oh my gosh, like, He's gonna hate this or whatever. He's just all relaxed, like, sure, come on in. Like, he, like obviously though, like he's a man. What did she think that he would like? He, oh, he's pretending to fake date you. You think he wouldn't want any kind of benefits? Like they came up with the list. They said that they weren't gonna do certain things, and I guess that might have maybe went against it. Is that they were being starting to be more physical and yeah. PDA ish? But he didn't mind one bit. Well, did you ever get the idea that you thought he might be into her? hundred percent. Okay, because I felt like obviously, and we remember. Remember, very back at the start of this book, there was this guy that was telling her, no, you should go to Stanford. You should do it. Well, it was him. It was <laughs> so, him. 
in my mind, I'm like, you get this idea though. It's a, it's a romance book. So you, this is kind of all the undertone is there yeah. that they would be falling for each other. Yeah. And so, but yeah, I was reading. I'm like, he just, he loves her. Yeah. He's in love with her. He, he wants her to be with him. Wait, the cutest part is that I don't mean to jump around. No, but no, he yeah. has, he has um, a best friend. Like she has her best friend on and he has a best friend named Holden. Right. And um, Holden, like they've known each other for years and like, they're the best of friends. And Holden tells her that like, he's like, like he's been like in love with you for years, like ever since he met you, and so it just he said, yeah, mind. he was like, there's this girl he won't shut up about for yeah. years, and like she like never put the connection that it was her because she's like, well, I just met him like whatever, and forgetting that she had met him in the bathroom because her contacts were so fogged up, she couldn't see who it was, and so it just like. I was like, oh, that's so cute that, like, all these years, like, it shows how respectful he actually is. It's because he knew her, would see her around, but didn't, like, do anything to, like, make her uncomfortable. Because he also, she was still under, she wasn't a postdoc yet, and she also wasn't, like, she... She was in biology. Like, she again, she wasn't his student, but he was like, maybe it'll be complicated because she is in this and maybe it would complicate the field. Like, that was his lot of thought, but we don't know this because, yeah. you know, we're still, they're still fake dating. But yeah, so <laughs> Olive, basically, she gets this email, story goes on, and she gets an email and about this paper that she submitted for this upcoming conference in Boston. And her paper was accepted for a panel, which meant she would need to give a speech. And that's kind of part of this too, is like, she is just terrified of public speaking. She's ter- Like, she really has an... It's part of her that makes her endearing and relatable is that she is very in her head about a lot of things and she second guesses herself. And so she needs to give a speech and she's terrified. But Adam basically helps her with her paper until she feels more ready. So there's like a lot more of like she starts just like thinking about it more and just kind of being like, wow, he's pretty great. Like she just has all these moments where she's like, he's so harsh to everyone else and so critical of everyone else. But he's so great to me. So maybe she just started developing a little bit of a crush at this point. And so basically all of his friends are going to the talk to and so they're all gonna go to this conference and they're they're all gonna share a room together and they're like well we we're all gonna stay with our friends we thought you just stay with adam yeah she's like absolutely not like what do you mean she's like absolutely not because in her head she's like i've seen rom-coms there's one bed and she tells it to adam and she's like adam i'm not staying in your room there's one bed he goes no no no, there's two she goes no 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 there's one i've seen the way this (laughs) rom-com works she goes there will be one bed for sure there he's like no i swear to you there's two and so basically they just go to this conference okay so up until this point the only other interaction they've had they had this like one moment where they were um he was there was like a picnic for like the department and she (laughs) this is when her crush really developed you guys because he was playing (laughs) He was playing like frisbee with all these other professors. And it was so funny because all of her friends were like hitting him. They're like, Olive, 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 is that Adam? And she like looks over and she's like, oh my word. She goes, that is. And he's like literally shredded. Yeah. Top like, to tail. Why did you tell me? And she's like, because I didn't know. I didn't know. And so then On's like, go put sunscreen on him. Go put sunscreen on him. He needs sunscreen. And she literally walks over. She's like, I'm so sorry. But in her mind, she's like, Maybe I'm not. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'm not. But you know what's crazy though? Before this conference, she's sitting there with Malcolm. Malcolm's the only one that knows it's fake. And they're at the coffee house on a Wednesday morning. Slipped her <gasps> mind that she would have been there. This is why you're the detail queen. I forgot this moment. And she's sitting there and Malcolm's like, listen, I know this was fake in the beginning, but like I can obviously see that you are in love with this man. He is in love with you. Like you need to tell him how you feel. She's like, no, like it's not like that. It's not like that. But by the end of the conversation, she's like, Maybe I should I tell him that he's all I can think about? Should I tell him that I, like I you know that I just feel this way about him? 
And then, like, Malcolm's kind of just, like, <clears throat> and, like, looks above her. And she just happens to get a text at the same time from on. And she sees the time. And she realizes this is the time that she usually has a date with Adam. So she turns around, not surprised that Adam's standing right there. And he heard everything that she said. But she never said Adam's name. And so Adam sits down. And he's like, oh, yeah, I heard. Which I love that about him. He's like, heard it. And she's <laughs> heard it. Love it. It's me. It's me. <laughs> It is sad. It's a giving. I love this. This is the moment. And she's just like, the first thing out of her freaking stupid mouth, she goes, it's not about you. (laughs) She's like, "Mm -mm, couldn't be you. She goes, I'm actually in love with somebody else. It's this man. It's complicated. And then like before she like, she's like, I got to go though. And he goes, listen, like all of like, if like you like, if you're still in love with Jeremy, Jeremy would be lucky to have you. And like basically says that she's like brilliant. Trying to like, I don't know how she didn't see it in that moment though of like, Bro, he's hyping you up, like, in a way that, like, he's like, you're brilliant. Well, and I think it was just dumb, too, is when you were talking about earlier that it's very, like, high school. And she's just so childish sometimes. Like, that is so, so relatable for childish. Like, just when you're immature and your crushes literally stay right there, you're like, I don't like you. What yeah. do you mean? You're ugly. Like, that. <laughs> Ew, <cuties. laughs> Literally. She's 24. She's 26. She's 26. I well, but she's not really ever dated before this. Like she's very inexperienced in like love life because she's just always been alone. And so, but I do think that moment is so pivotal because she also, when you were talking about how Holden had mentioned, like, yeah, he's been crushing on this girl forever. She's literally like, well, it couldn't be me. So she's thinking he secretly has a crush on some other girl. So she's like, I'm just not gonna tell him. This is like all gonna be messy. There's no point. So she's like, it's not you. Obviously, it was him. Okay. Um. So they go to this conference. (laughs) And you know how we talked about uh, chapter, chapter 16? 16? <laughs> um, ch- chapter 16 happened and it happened many times and it happened a lot. It happened all over the place. Okay, this girl is basically a virgin. Oh my God. I don't know why she had so much stamina. She was. That's so funny. Were chapter I was like, 16. What is going on? This was the unrealistic chapter, in my opinion. Chapter 16. Like, everything was calm and collected, and then, boom! Chapter 16, everything just unfolded. They were chapter 16 in the bedroom, in the bathroom. <laughs> and they were chapter 16 in every which way. Upside down. I was just kidding. <laughs> I really did, though, you guys. I started reading it because I was like, maybe this will be it. This will be important for sure. I read one page. I started flipping. I was like, no it's way. So no way. It is the whole freaking chapter yeah. because at the end, it's like, it's like she went into the light basically. Yeah. <laughs> I literally was like, wait. Right. So that whole <laughs> she chapter. saw God. It's basically what happened. I was like, no way. So I did not, I was just like absolutely floored. Listen, but I listened to this. Oh, because of the audio. Now, hear me out. No, I didn't listen to the whole thing because I got the gist. But tell me why I would every time I would double tap because, like, on YouTube, if you double tap, it'll take you forward 60 seconds. Tell me why I had to do this over and over. (laughs) Just like they were just over and over and over. I was like, how are we still going? And finally, said chapter 17. I was like, thank the Lord. But then, honestly, half of chapter 17 was a different version of chapter 16. They were chapter 16 into chapter 17. Yeah, but um, honestly, so uh, aside from that, which is like obviously a culmination of a romance book, but honestly, I was like, okay, 
I think honestly Hazel was in her room getting carried away. She was <laughs> typing and typing and couldn't stop. I was like, girl. I was like, you go get chapter 16 right now and come back and finish up this book. I that's the thing, though. This is why Allie did not want to be known. A hundred percent. this chapter right here. Tell me why she was not this descriptive in any other chapter. But we get the, this girl's been working on this book for so long, she hadn't gotten laid. And so this was her getting it's truly was, was honestly because the whole book I'm like I don't even know what like I guess on the cover they tell you like what color but I was like she is not descriptive in any no, other capacity no. this book comes she goes I will give you yes. minute by minute you want details, details. I'll give you details. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. yeah it was wild you guys honestly blew my mind um but aside from that happening <laughs> at the conference Basically, Olive has this panel, right, that she spoke on, oh, and yes. she actually does really well, and she filmed herself for it because her um, professor, her mentor back at Stanford couldn't make it, and she was like, please, I want to watch it, like, get a yeah. get a film of it. So she films herself, and she's, like, really proud of it, and she's, like, walking off, and basically, Tom approaches Olive, and this is where it's so frustratingly relatable with what my brother was talking about, is he assaults her like he grabs yeah. her arm and he basically starts saying like are you ready to come and do all these things and more for me at yeah. harvard and she's like what are you talking about like her brain is like not processing what is happening in that he's moment trying to kiss her oh yeah he's trying to kiss her he's like talking to her and saying all these horrible things so all like pulls away and basically threatens like no i am reporting you like what i, I will never come work yeah. with you what are you are you crazy and basically tom is like who do you think they're gonna believe yeah. i've got all of your research you presented all of it to me he basically just calls her mediocre, talentless, says like, oh, I see what Adam sees in you, like yeah. nice pair of legs and all that. Like he's just basically degrading her. He said that she's only like she's only like she says like she hadn't even had sex with Adam at this point. This no. happened before. And so but she's like he's saying that she's just sleeping her way to the top. And so I was just like, how does he? Oh, it's just a sleaze bag. He did not. He was just like, I just. You know what? I can't even speak. No, <laughs> so irritated. No, honestly, reading it was so frustrating because again, it reminded me of lessons in chemistry. And then when yes. my brother sent me that article, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, I wonder this power dynamic of specifically men in academia. Like, yeah. there is this weird complex of just brilliance and power, and then like younger girls finding that attractive or finding like fawning over that. Yeah. And honestly, in this situation, all it wasn't. She was excited yeah. to work with him, and I think what really just like. It was frustrating and so crushing to read because it felt realistic. Like, I think that's why I was so frustrated. I was like, wow, this, the way he's even saying what he's saying to her. And so it honestly made me think of Allie Hazelwood and being like, did she ever experience that kind yeah. of, maybe not um, harassment, but did she ever experience this kind of like, just infusion of doubt and belittling and being put yeah. down in her, as a woman in STEM? Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I wondered. But so basically... Adam finds Olive like sobbing in her hotel room and Olive, Olive tells him what happens but not who it is because she is kind of like, again, she's a little dumb-dumb sometimes but she she really is trying to think look out for him because she's like, him and Tom work so closely together. Tom, like, he's very excited about this new research they're doing together. If I tell him, then he's definitely going to like break his association with Tom and then Tom will have all this. Like, she just kind of like went wild in her brain and was finding every way to not do it, which again, a lot of people that have had experiences of being sexually harassed or abused or assaulted, like there, there's a big fear of not being believed and not being treated seriously. And so I think that again was like another example of that. But um, basically he, they just, 
they go crazy yeah. for two chapters. Um, and then <laughs> the yeah. book she kind of starts, starts to come yeah. to an end. She starts to she decides to break it off with Adam, where she's like, okay, she finds out that he had actually his his funds had been unfrozen and he didn't tell her, which was like kind of sweet because he wanted to keep living life with her. And so she goes to him and she goes, you know what? I think this would just be better for you. Like because it was the day that they had sex it was yeah. like on the September 29th of just yeah. one month. So she literally was like, oh yeah. And so she's like, you know what? Let's just go our separate ways. She spends the next few days basically bawling her eyes out. Which for me, I'm like, why did she do that to herself? She obviously knew that Olive liked her. And she's like, no, we got to go our own ways. But like, I do think it's so, again, it's annoyingly relatable. Of like when you're in your own head, everything seems so much more heightened. And the yeah. worst version of it. And the worst case scenario. And the yeah. hardest possible. And it's like, that is so not true when other people are looking at it but yeah she was just sobbing her eyes out and then she realizes that her recording recorded the interaction between her and is it Tom right? yeah so she runs into her friends and, and she finally tells them what happened yeah. and she was playing the video and they hear all of a sudden Tom just started insulting her saying all these horrific things and like what is that Olive yeah. and she didn't realize she had left her phone on record and caught everything that Tom said and so, basically, they convince Olive, no, you need to tell Adam the truth and report Tom. Yeah. And so, she ends up doing that. And, of course, Adam believes her. It was honestly great because they were at this restaurant and Adam was um, having, like, discussions with people from Harvard. And he, so, she, like, showed up to the restaurant where he was having these. I could yeah. see it, this in a movie. And he, like, instantly looks over at her and, like, runs across the room yeah. and is like, what are you doing here? Like, what's going on? And she basically is like, you shouldn't sign this deal with them and you shouldn't work with Tom and here's why and starts playing it. Like Tom walked over and was like, you need to go, Olive. Like he's like, this is like, we're big men talking. Oh, like you need to leave. And she just starts playing it like yeah. a badass, yeah, honestly. <laughs> she like literally starts playing everything yeah. that he was saying. And he's just sitting there like going cold and yeah. Adam is like, Adam is looking at him and just being like, oh my word. And he goes, yeah. Olive, I've got this. I'll see you back at yeah. Stanford. And like, she doesn't hear from him for two days. I was like, oh my gosh, what is going on? What happened to Tom? Is he, are we still together? Like, what is going on? And basically, Adam got Tom fired. Amen. Adam got Tom fired as heck from Harvard. So he's gone. And honestly, and then they get back together. Yeah. And that's when she realizes, that's when Holden tells her, you know what? Like, he, like he's the one... Like, he's been crushing on you for years. And she put two and two together that he knew that Adam had realized that this is all of, he knew this was all of all these years. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I want to know if the other two books, are they about them? I know because basically Olive gets a job like near Stanford. So yeah. basically they stay in California together yeah. and that's where the book ends. Is it about them or is it about another couple? I know. I'm excited I to find out. I it to be about them. But also another couple could be fun too. I know. I wonder if it's like, I really hope it's about them. But I wonder, have you seen the series? I watched the first one or first two on Netflix. It's called Ever After. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. They're so good. I, I think those finally the, got one. Yeah. The first yes. one. Yes. <laughs> the first one or two is really good. I think I started the third and I was like, oh, this just kind of you know, feels a little I ucky. I read the books. You know, they started off on what pad? No freaking way. Yes. When I was in seventh grade, it started off on what pad and what pad like anybody could write anything and like your books get big on them, but you're not actually like. You're like publishing your books, but they're not, you can't buy them type of things. Yeah. And it started off with that, and it was a big hit, and we were all like reading them and we were talking about them every single that day. That is so cool. And then it became into such a big thing. It well, was I mean, so that's cool. how Allie got discovered. Yeah. Her freaking little nasty writing on. 
about Mr. Spock. We should have known this was coming. No, honestly, I I was truly dying. I was like, and then I got to chapter 17. I like skipped the rest of it because I was like, wow, this is really the whole chapter. And then I got to chapter 17. And it was like, then she used her hand. And I was like, no! I know. I was like, we're going to go. Sorry, Joy, if I just blew out your, their ears. No, I truly was like, oh, they're still good. So honestly, though, I truly, I loved the setting. I think I would give it like a three and a half because I really was excited to keep reading. And yeah. mostly, honestly, I do think for the academic aspect of it, because I just love it. Like, we know, we know. But um, I texted my brother about it, and he was saying it's pretty rare for grad students to date their advisor. But he said it definitely has been known to happen. Um, And so, but he was just saying, like, he's heard about it a couple times, but not, it's not, it's not very common, like just yeah. because of all the dynamics surrounding it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What would you give this book for rating? I, you know, I think a three and a half is a great okay, yeah. way to rate this book because it's like, I'll be honest, there's some moments where I'm like, I thought it was a great book, but I was also like, ah, like she could be giving me more here, like maybe more definition in this book. More like, details yes, somewhere else. Like, yeah. So I'm very excited to like keep reading because I'd love to see how I feel like authors get better over time every book they write, you know? Yep. So we'll see. Yep. Ah. Yeah, because I think next week it is Love on the Brain. Love theoretically. Yeah. Love on the Brain love and then the Love brain. Theoretically. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <gasps> wow. No, I did I did enjoy it. I thought it was like an easy read. If you guys are actually looking for an easy read, I should have said this at the start. <laughs> yeah. But this is a great one because it really is, it's well-paced. I feel like the writing is actually quite good and and it's written for young adults written for young adults but it is it is believable enough i could definitely see if you're in high school how you're like that's what college is yes. like this is uh, amazing oh no Those no girls like, i'm dating my boss <laughs> Get there, they're like hello professor <laughs> oh, he's literally like jail yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually tell that yeah seriously um but no i do think it's actually for a romance book for that being the main part of it i thought it was great i yeah. i did enjoy it um I don't think I would read it again, but it's one of those I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't think you need to read it. I don't again. think you need yeah. to read it again. Yeah, if you do, I'm questioning you. Yeah. Questioning your uh what your interests are. Yeah. Like, why do you want to go back to True. it? <laughs> well, you know what? Happy Valentine's Day. If you guys are having some fun dates, let us know what you did in our comments on Instagram at the Novelty Podcast. We will see you guys next week to continue our month of love. Bye. Bye.